Welcome to Whatever It Takes Radio, helping you do whatever it takes to succeed in marriage and in life. I'm your host, Paul Speed. Today I'm sitting in the studio with my wife, Nikki. Hello, Nikki. Hi, Paul. How are you today? I am happy and blessed. That is wonderful. Today's a little unusual show that we haven't done before, but recently I was invited to um, do an interview on Savage Marriage Ministries podcast channel. And um, that's with our good friends, Phil and Priscilla Fretwell, who serve with our ministry and have just written the book, Savage Marriage, which we interviewed him in our last podcast. I did two podcasts with him. And the first one, both of them were on the concept of what does freedom look like? What does it take to be free? And what does that look like? The first one revolved more around on the physical realm. In other words, in your body, um, what does that mean? And the second one was on the soul, which was obviously the mind, will, and emotions, and to be internally free. And um, they're really interesting, and I really enjoyed doing it. And we thought the content would be extremely beneficial to just share with our audience. So today, um, Nikki and I, um, we're going to replay the first of those, which was how to be free and um, in the physical body. And I think you'll find it um, very interesting. So Nikki, we ready to roll? We are ready. Awesome. Let's roll the tape. Well, it's great to be with everybody today. And I'm here without Priscilla today because I have a special guest with me, Paul Speed from Whatever It Takes Ministries. Welcome, Paul. Thank you, Phil. It's great to be here. I first met Paul about five years ago, and it was when I was in a real problem, but I didn't know what to do in my life. I was consumed by immorality and all sorts of problems, and I got introduced to Paul by a good friend of both of ours, and that guy told me he knew one guy who could really produce sustainable results, and it's not that it's Paul, but it's God working through Paul, and Paul got on the phone with me, and Paul, I, we've, we've never looked back, and you've had an amazing mm. impact on my life and really, really gave me some hard truth when I needed it right there at the beginning. Wow. I'm grateful God caused our paths to cross, and um, I was able to be part of that in your life. You've been a lot of that in my life also, and I just uh, I appreciate you and Priscilla both. So this is a real honor to be able to do this with you. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and I think everybody will really enjoy what we're talking about today because today we're going to be hitting a, an issue around how to be free, and I imagine people even looking at that title, it's, it's triggered some interest in people because I think we all deal with this area of, of freedom in our life, and I know you've been doing this for, I don't know, over 15 years, I think, trying to help mm. people walk toward freedom. Yeah, it started, um, Jeannie and I we're married like 14 years, which is my story. And then similar to you, then I kind of came to my crossroads, my crisis and 14 years into marriage when I came clean with Jenny, that really is when life started for me. Um, up until that point, all I knew was bondage and um, just replicating sin patterns and trying this and that, whatever religious advice I got, practical advice I got, I tried just didn't seem to, to help. And then um, through that process, one of the things Jenny told me, she said, you know, she said, you had glimpses of hope over the years. She said, where you thought you were doing well, and therefore the last thing you ever wanted to do was make it right with me. And, and that was true. And she said, it's as if, she said, Satan himself had you on a fishing line. And every now and then you can 
take that release off, whatever that is, push that button on the old rod and reels and the spindle would just go. And she said, like a fish, you would just swim and swim and go, hallelujah, I'm free. And as soon as you decide to do something noble or good or impactful to start reaching into her life or the kids or do devotions with the family, anything, it's like the enemy would say, no, you're not. And he had snapped that reel, reel you right back in. And she said, you would think you're free, but you weren't. You still had the hook in your mouth. And Phil, that's mm -hmm. the way, you know, my life was right. She was right. In other words, I thought I had periods of freedom because I, I didn't act out some particular sin pattern, but it really wasn't freedom. Yeah. You know, I think I know that fishing line. Uh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> probably on the same hook it was a trouble hook. probably <laughs> probably probably yeah well i know when i started down the path here that you really set me on there were two things that priscilla and i did that were really impactful i went to a four days to freedom intensive with you and uh which i didn't even believe that was possible four days to freedom mm -hmm. i had struggled with this my entire life right uh, including yeah. years of counseling and everything else and then priscilla went to four days to hope um, but, you know, as, a, as I started thinking about this, even though one says freedom, one says hope, they both really kind of deal with freedom. They really do. I think um, when it comes down to it, a lot of guys that I meet, and you've probably met over the years, I meet guys with a host of issues, um, not just in the sexual nature, not necessarily adultery or and so forth or pornography, and but um, it could be drugs, alcohol, any sort of addiction like that, gambling, stealing, shoplifting you name it. And, um, whatever they come with the, the consensus is the same. And that is they can't stop. In mm. other words, it just continues to rule and reign in their lives and destroy them. And they want to be free. And what's interesting is we, we keep looking, if I can just stop the behavior, but what I like on the weekend is helping a guy learn that the behavior is there for a reason. And it's a deeper reason inside of every man. And that's why I think that is true, just like you said, for the women and Four Days to Hope. Part of that was because I started Four Days to Freedom first, so Jenny had to come up with a different name. And um, yeah, <laughs> she she thought about forgiveness. They um, batted around several other um, different names and finally stuck on hope. But I think you're right. It does an internal work in us all um, and that we really want to be free and that freedom comes inside our soul and who we are, our emotions, and therefore that affects our spirit. And, um, and I think because of that, the outward behavior begins to take care of itself. It begins to change. And before long, wow, you look back and you're living a life free from what you would have considered so many of the things that had you bound. So they are very similar. Um, the teaching and the concepts that goes on on the weekend is vastly different uh, from what I um, walk guys through versus what the women's program is about, but the outcome is kind of similar. Paul, if you had to describe, you know, the guys showing up at these uh, programs, I mean, what are they dealing with? And if we had to talk about areas of freedom for them, what do you see predominantly going on there? Well, I would say at least half are coming because they're in a crisis. Um, I do have single guys and I have married guys. Um, I try not to take under 17 unless a father is with them. And then um, I'm still pretty selective on that. But single guys, married guys, they're usually at a, a roadblock, a crossroads. They're at their wits end sometimes. For a married guy, it could be my wife has now kicked me out. She can't take this anymore. Or I've just been exposed uh, with whatever that issue may be. 
So they're kind of in a crisis. Others um, are there because someone's encouraged them or invited them to come. They kind of know that they've had a struggle. Um, for a lot of guys, especially in this day and age, you know, pornography, masturbation, it's just the tip of the iceberg. But uh, a lot of guys, un unless they can explain how they're walking in that freedom, they usually have a struggle with it somewhere. And unfortunately for me, Phil, growing up in the church and so many other programs that I was a part of, you know, the answers I used to get, well, Paul, if you're single, then just get married. Paul, why are you worried about this? You know, that's the problem is you should only worry about today. Paul, you need to just memorize more scripture. It was just always more work, more work, more work. And no one really ever helped me see, number one, why I was stuck the way I was stuck and then how to get free from that. And almost every guy that walks through the door, some of them look like they have it all together. That They're not even sure why they're there. Somebody sent me to this or my wife's making me come. I will say that I've never had a guy attend that left saying, I wish I wouldn't have came. Yeah. Um, whether it's mm -hmm. life changing, completely life changing form or at on the on the least, it gives them the tools they need to begin to operate in their life for the rest of their life. That's going to impact them in an incredible way. What would you say the opportunity is for guys walking? I mean, it, a lot of these guys, they don't even really know what freedom looks like, I think. And um, how do you explain that to them and help them understand really what freedom could be in their life? Well, for a lot of guys, I think it's um, when you, it takes a while to kind of, to take the mask off. In other words, for us to get real with one another. And part of the weekend, I guess, even why it's four days, um, three nights, is really for that. It's for a live-in environment where we're all together. I think guys begin to feel comfortable really quickly because I'm not there and the other leaders aren't there with pretenses, um, looking down on them. We've all walked this walk before. And for a lot of us, it's almost comical to look back, you know, at some of the things we did scratching our head. Why in the world did I do that? Or how in the world did I get into that? But I think it helps a guy f understand that we really do kind of feel their pain and know where they've walked. And when a guy can begin to see that and I think get comfortable then he begins to look a little deeper inside um, because for a lot of times I'll have a guy that'll say, well, I used to struggle with that, but I've been free for about a month now. <laughs> and I'm like a month, that's freedom to you. In other mm -hmm. words, but that's, but that's, that's the way I used to, to judge it in my life. In other words, freedom was this period of sobriety. And if I could just put this in, in other words, if instead of my lapses being every day, if they were only once a week, then that was a form of freedom but it's not mm. freedom at all. So part of it is just getting guys to recognize, no, freedom is lifetime. Freedom is a change of the way you think and therefore the way you live your life. I've seen it over and over and over. When a guy begins to understand what we teach on the weekend and he buys into it, oh boy, he's just liberated. And it's just a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, I think in the past, I equated freedom, even though I probably wasn't experiencing much of it at all, but, uh, mm. there were lots of things I was doing. I mean, there were meeting with guys and there was apps on my phone and all these types of thing. And I, I think what I've come to understand is, um, that wasn't freedom at all. Cause I was mm -mm. tethered to all these other things. Yeah. Well, you told me you had been in counseling for years and years and that the, the answer was pretty much learn to manage it really without messing up really, really bad. 
Yeah. And, you know, it's a lot of that was my own massaging of that uh, answer, you know, because I wasn't honest with the counselor. I mean, I think mm. the counselor was well, that's true. trying to help me a lot, but I, I didn't. I wasn't honest. I wasn't forthright. I had a lot of pride and arrogance trying to manage that. And uh, and so I wasn't really doing what I needed to be doing there. But as I even away from the counselors, I started talking to other people and groups. It became clear that I might not be tethered to porn, but boy, I'm going to be tethered to a whole bunch of things the rest of my life trying to deal with us. And, it, and it, that just wouldn't feel like freedom, I think, at the end of right. the day. That makes complete sense. What do you think the biggest obstacle is to receiving freedom? I would say what I've seen over the years, I think is, I guess it would start with the level of pride. Um, and that gets manifested in many ways. Um, a pride of, I don't really need this. I can handle this. Because I, I think for us, there's a part of, I don't want to look weak. In other words, I want to look like I have it all together. And I guess at the root of it is I don't want to look like I've been a fool my whole life and haven't understood this. But I think that's where a lot of guys are. We really haven't known, Phil, how to walk out freedom in our lives, in our minds, in, um, our souls. And uh, so I think that is, is a large part of it. The other side is the guy that really, I think it's just as prideful as the guy that just cops out and says, I just can't do it. Yeah. Um, or I, I don't believe it's possible. It's, it's good for you, but I don't know about for me. And yeah. one, of, one of the things on the weekends I try to do is have multiple testimonies of guys who have walked in pretty much every walk of life, um, just about with every struggle you can imagine, and how they found freedom. You're one of those guys that impacts man after man on my weekend because of your story. And I think that's part of helping a guy believe that it's possible for him. Because I think most men desire to be free. In other words, we want it. We want to be different. A married guy doesn't want to destroy his family. I don't think that's, you know, he doesn't have a wedding day and pick a bride all with the goal of one day I want to crush her heart through my adultery um, or through my porn use. But yet that's where we end up because they don't know the battle they're in. Or a single guy, um, you know, wants to live in bondage the rest of life. They, they don't, but they don't believe it's possible. Um, they do want it, but something has to change in that belief. And that's one of the things I try to help guys get to on a weekend is believing it's possible, not for Paul Speed or Phil Fretwell or somebody else, these other guys. But you know what? I've been looking at this all wrong. I've been putting the wrong things into practice in my life. I'm going to take a risk, trust God and do the things these guys are telling me to do and see if it's possible. And those are the ones that really come alive. And I think God takes that level of unbelief and flips it. And God wants to show himself strong in a man's life. And, yeah. Um, that's just a beautiful part. Well, you know, I'm, I'm envisioning people listening and they're not even grasping the enormity of what you just said here, because mm. I, I can think about this uh, discussions I've had with guys and we'll, I'll talk about this freedom and everything. And, but the, every question they ask is around a paradigm of failure. Wow. So it, it's not like, how am I going to walk in this freedom? It's what do I do when I fail? Mm. Like if I fail, who do I tell? Mm. And so their whole thing, their whole thinking and their paradigm is around 
an expectation that they won't be free. And I think the root of it is that they do not believe they can be free. They've never experienced it. They've never seen it before. They ne- don't even know anybody that's been like this. Hmm. And so to suggest that they can walk in freedom outside of all the other things that people tell them to do is something they just can't even grasp. So they're automatically going to what happens when I fail. Right. No, I totally, I totally agree with you. That was my life. It really was. And, and I remember coming clean with Jenny at age 39 and thinking life's over. In other words, I, I don't have anyone saying, Hey, Paul, here's the blueprint. Here's what you do. You're, you're going to come clean with her. You're going to go through these steps. You're going to talk to others. We're going to go through. In other words, I didn't really have anything. And so there was a part of me that just felt hopeless. And, um, and it took about a, a year to a two year period of Jenny and I walking through this process of God teaching us what we share now on a weekend. Um, but I'm so grateful it happened, but somewhere during that period, and it came very quickly, I could tell something changed in me. I could Mm. tell my faith or belief that it was possible for me to change came alive. And, um, I think, you're right. I think most guys have given up in that area because partly because exactly what you said, they haven't really met anyone who they see is walking in freedom and can articulate and show them how to do it. Yeah. I remember five years ago when I went to four days to freedom, that was one of the questions you asked right at the beginning. Do you guys believe you can be free? And me sitting there, I thought, are you kidding me? Of course I can't be free. If I thought I could be free, why would I be sitting in this place with all these Mm. guys, you know? But I didn't understand it. I didn't understand your question. I didn't understand where I was, you know? Wow. And it was just, I mean, it was was a hard time. But now I look back on it and I say, man, praise the Lord. I believe it. Not only do I believe it, I've experienced it, right? Wow. And it's just a different setup now. That's right. That's right. I One of the things I tell guys um, during the weekend— because they're just like what you said, Phil, and that's just the way I felt. I, I, I just can't believe the hopeless feeling that, okay, so here's one more time. I'm going to try again, but I've struck out every time in my life with this and I've never gained victory. So what does this freedom look like? But I see guys and I tell them, I said, you know, if you'll begin to walk this out and it's really dealing with a deeper part inside of us because Coming, if if porn or adultery or massage parlors, prostitutes, masturbation or whatever, if that's if that's the issue, well, I can show you guys that don't do that, that don't even walk with God. If that's the freedom, then we're really missing the boat there. But there's something deeper inside. Of the the reality is those things are just a fruit of a deeper problem yeah. inside of all of us. And if we can begin to get to that level and walk through those things and find that's the inward freedom that creates and gives ground to the outward freedom that you and I are living. When we begin to get to that level, that's when I tell you, I see guy after guy after guy, their spiritual life just explodes, goes off the charts. You know, we spent so many years trying to get close to God, get close to others, do the right things religiously. And yet we kept dying morally. And once we get our eyes off the religious side, and I'm not saying that we turn our back on God. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, stop looking at those things to change what's going on inside of you in your soul area. God's 
given us a path on how to make those things right. Scripture says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And life changes when that happens. The outside begins to change. You're walking in freedom over things you never thought possible, but it's not being generated from some outward behavior modification or control. It's happening from the inside. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, your spiritual life, mine, whoever's doing it, what I've seen is the connection with God, the connection with others just goes to a new level that you never thought possible. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes I ask some guys will say, so you're saying I'll never go back, whatever I'm saying. It, usually when you taste that good, you don't want to go back. Yeah. In other words, you really, you're like, um, it's too good being close to Priscilla. I don't want to go back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that is so true. And, uh, Paul, how many years have you been doing these weekends with guys? Uh, started in 2010. So it's been about 12 years, 12 years. And so over the course of 12 years, you've worked with hundreds and hundreds, I don't know, maybe over a thousand guys at this point. Yes. It's been over a thousand. Um, it's really remarkable. When you are finishing a weekend and you're, you've spent all this time with these guys and I know we always say there's no silver bullet here. Right. But right. How would you say a guy looks and what traits does he exhibit? What has he gotten at the end of this weekend where he leaves and you go, you know, I think that guy's going to make it. What's, what's happened in his life? <laughs> well, I hate to say I have failed many, many times at looking at a guy leaving, thinking there is no way that guy's going to get it. And you but know he what, does. Phil? He <laughs> blows my mind with um, his ability to take the things that on the weekend, I'm just thinking this guy's not getting it. But he walks out of there and he begins to, what I see, try God, test God, saying, you know what, then I'm going to do this. And he does it and he sees the results and he wants to do it again and again and again. And before on this kid is, or this man is soaring. And I'm like, you got to be kidding. That guy, one of my um, good friends, Chris, he asked me on a Saturday on the weekend. He said, all right, so I know, I know you, you probably don't want to do this, but what percentage, what um, percentage of success do you think I have? In other words, if you had to put money on me, you know, would you do it today? And I said, I don't, it's, that doesn't really matter. It's really your choice. You need to go out here. And he said, and he kept pestering me with it. No, no, no. I just want to know, what do you think about me? Do you think I'm really good? Finally, I said, you know what? Honestly, I don't have much hope in you. <laughs> and, um, and I felt horrible saying it. He was like, why? And I said, because you're full of pride. You're full of pride and you keep worrying about things like this. And, yeah. um, but you know what? He's one of my best friends. He's done incredibly well. His wife has four kids. He's walking in freedom. He helps lead my weekends. So Phil, I tell you, it's, it's amazing to see it's available for any man mm-hmm. who's willing to take God by the hand, to trust him and to walk out this path of freedom. And, um, it's really though. And it's, that's what I love about it is I can teach you everything on how to do it, but Phil, you still had to choose to do it. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. did. Yeah. You know, I remember at the end of this weekend, I, I asked you what, 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 what do you see in guys? If you have to look back on them and you say, well, this guy, you know, you're doing like the, uh, the postmortem, right? This guy made right. it or he did make it. Right. Right. What, what happened with the guys that, that didn't make it? And you said it was, it boils down to, did they follow through on what they learned here? Did they complete their action step? Mm. And there was so much, and I remember in my action steps around humility and open at being open and broken 
and uh, with my wife and my kids and all that type of stuff. They were hard things, but right. I walked through them all. And we've seen that with our Savage Marriage groups as well. Mm. They, they, they come through, they start it, they have action steps. And when we hear about a couple that a year later wants to come talk to us again because it's, it's all kind of fallen apart, we always go back to, well, tell me about your action steps. How did you do? And I think nine times out of 10, if they're having struggles, they probably did not follow through on what they said they were going to do. I think that's very true. Part of, for the listeners on my weekend, your weekends and so forth, there is, there's a plan of action. In other words, I want you to leave the weekend with some steps. In other words, that God has shown you based on what you've heard, um, that would hopefully give you the best chance or path for success to walk out this new way of life. And we get to refine those over the weekend and so forth. And you're right. Most guys, when it comes back to them, they tell me, oh, I bombed out. Oh, my wife divorced me. Oh, whatever. And then when I ask that question, just like you did, I see the same thing. In other words, and I say, did you ever go and do this? Well, no, I was going to. But in other words, and they fell short on carrying out the path that they I think they clearly came up with and had they walked it out, I think it, the results would have been different. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. Well, you know, these weekends, they're, they wind up with guys on four days to freak, freedom, and many of them are dealing with sexual immorality issues and things like that. Things, uh, freedom that has, um, they want because the bondage has showed up in their bodies, right? Uh, they're yeah. addicted to this or addicted to that. Right. But you know, there's a whole other level of freedom that we have to deal with, and that's in our souls, right? And that winds up being covered a lot with the women at Four Days to Hope, but the guys need it too. Mm, that's correct. Yeah, that's correct. I think, again, I mentioned it earlier. So many of the things, Phil, I think that we've looked at, you looked at in your life and mine, thinking if I could just stop this behavior, then I'm going to be free. I'm going to be different. I'm going to be a man God can use. And that's not really true. And most of the time, if not all the time, the behavior, by the time you see it at that point, it's there because of something deeper, just like what you're talking about. It's mm -hmm. there because of something deeper inside of us. Yeah. I mean, if you had to think about when you were struggling through all your immorality issues years and years ago, I mean, you've gotten free from that, but what did, what else did all this freedom do in your life? What other types of freedom did it create for, would you say? The freedom in my soul and my spirit, just being able to connect. In other words, number one, with my wife and with others, um, I had six children and, um, but I was very shallow. Um, I didn't know how to communicate. Um, I definitely could not go to a feeling level of emotion with someone. And I think that was one of the big things I began to see in my life. In other words, that I was able not only with God, but with others, as level of transparency and openness and honesty, empathy with others. It was just the, the bondage that I was in sexually, if you want to call it morally, it was there, but it was they're impacting every area of my life. Mm, in other words, yeah. I really couldn't connect with others. And this was just the fruit of it. So as I began to find out and discover what freedom was inside, it really did impact lots of areas of my life like those. Well, Paul, I'd like us to do a part two on this that really deals with the freedom in our kind of our mind, will, and emotions, right? The stuff that's mm -hmm. maybe not manifesting in our bodies so much, but it's manifesting in, uh, in the way we feel, 
it can result in depression and all these types of things that we see people dealing with. And because I think we could have a whole other discussion around that. And I think that's something that would really interest people because, you know, not everybody deals with sexual immorality issues, but certainly everybody deals with uh, anxiety and problems in their soul and mm -hmm. things that they make them feel like they're not free. Absolutely. Yep. So you okay with doing a part two to tackle yeah, that one? Absolutely. I'd love to. Terrific. So, Paul, if they have questions on how to get to a four days to freedom meeting or a four days to hope meeting, how how do they do that? Phil, the best way would be to go to our website, WIT for whatever it takes, WITministries.com or whatever it takes ministries.com. On the website, click on events on the top and a listing for the rest of the year is there. We try to be at least six months out on those and we do them around the, the country. So you should be able to find one there. But if you've got questions um, or anything that we can help with from that, feel free to email us through the website. Uh, phone number on there is 336-310-5050. And they can contact us that way, but we'd be happy to help. Well, Paul, you've been so great to have on today. And I just appreciate you so much. And I'm looking forward to picking up here on uh, part two. All right. Thank you, Phil. All righty. Okay, everybody. Thanks so much. And uh, join us on the next podcast. We'll have Paul back on talking about issues of freedom in our soul. Until then, we'll see you the next time. Well, that was a replay of a previous podcast interview I did with Phil Fretwell and Savage Marriage Ministries. You'll see their link in the listing below. But if you've got further questions or want to know more about Whatever It Takes Ministries or how we can help you, please contact us through our website at www.witministries.com or you can call us at 336-310-5050. And thank you again for joining us today. So until next time, remember, your life can be different if you're willing to do whatever it takes.